I heard an interesting statistic yesterday. The average person farts 14 times a day. I can believe that with you. I'm glad you're above average. (laughs) No, I'm just not. No, the reason I bring that up. Okay. okay, The reason I bring it up, Mm -hmm. if you're a trucker Mm -hmm. and you're out, say, 50 weeks a year and you fart 14 times a day in your seat, it's 4,900 farts a year. (laughs) And if you keep that truck... If you keep that truck for three years, it's one stanky seat. <laughs> okay, but but we really what I this is really more for the guy that's in going to an orientation this week. That's going to get a truck that's maybe one or two years old. <laughs> if if you're getting a two year old truck, you got about ten thousand farts you're sitting on. I didn't think it would be that funny. No, I'm just thinking of all that, all that, um, all that, um, um, truck stop food. You you think all the drivers right now are going, damn, (laughs) Troy, you're an asshole. (laughs) The the reheated burritos, you know, those, those Polish hot dogs that people grab on the, in the truck stops. (laughs) So yeah, they're all going, thanks, Troy. (laughs) I really, really appreciate that. But so, and then you also got to take in consideration, you know, I think a lot of companies. Some of them are not exactly just there. I think, I think that a lot of companies change the mattresses now, but some don't. So you got to consider there's stuff back there too. Anyways. I got some really bad imagery. Okay. I really didn't think that the show would start off like that. I mean, I knew what I was going to say. I never know what you're going to do, though. So, anyways, welcome to Talk CDO. Hey, we talk about everything in trucking. Everything. So... Do you have anything to add to that before I move on? Should we move on? I think we need to. You think we should move on? Yes. Moving on? Moving the on. Fam- the famous moving on. Moving on. All right. Nice. Okay. <sighs> well, <laughs> how about a warning to trucking companies? Okay. No, to companies, not drivers, but companies. <laughs> okay. Mm, yeah. Um, you know how the economy we were... We were talking about how bad the economy was with um, getting loads and freight and everything. It's still fairly bad, and drivers were really trying to hang on to their jobs, and a lot were having a hard time finding jobs. Well, it's starting to change. It is. A lot of people can't see it yet, but I'm seeing it. I'm seeing more orders coming. I'm seeing more companies advertising for drivers. I'm seeing more drivers leaving companies even now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. I'm seeing it. I, I talk to a lot of companies, and... You know, there was a period where they were almost 100% seated. Mm -hmm. And now they're starting to lose drivers. So the warning is this, because what I'm hearing, I've been talking to a lot of drivers, and a lot of companies have been brutal. Okay, we know a company that's out of Chicago. 
they've got under 100 trucks. And what they were doing first, I don't know if they're doing it now, if they're going to be able to afford to do it now, but what they were doing is they were trying to clean the herd out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were trying to strengthen the fleet by taking the drivers that aren't performing as well, and they were firing, but what they were doing was they were doing it in brutal manner. They would, uh, if they didn't have any empty trucks, they would hire a driver. They would bring the driver into orientation, and then they would dispatch the driver that they want to fire to the terminal. And when he got there, they would literally look at him and say, clean your truck out, your replacement's getting in that. And then and some of these companies, you know, don't don't give them a ride home and kind of screw them around. And th- my warning is to those guys because you remember back in 2008 and 2009 when the um, mortgage bubble or whatever it was called, the um, housing market burst and the, the economy was really bad and drivers couldn't find work for about a year and companies were just ignorant and rude to these guys because of all the times drivers you know, maybe crapped on them. Mm -hmm. Companies were kind of getting a little bit of revenge, you know, a little payback. They were hanging up on drivers, you know, firing them, treating them like crap. And then all of a sudden, when the economy turned around, all those drivers um, got brutal with these companies. And so my warning is to you trucking companies that are treating drivers really bad right now. Uh, One driver told me the other day, his company called him and told him that he... Um, needs to run, I don't know, maybe 3,000 miles or I forget what it was, um, and that he should feel privileged to be working or he's going to be fired. Like, like they're literally calling drivers on the phone and barking orders at them and, you know, making them PC a couple hours, you know, run illegal and do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And my warning to you companies is, man, this the market's slowly turning right now. You got the Christmas push, so you're going to have a lot more freight. And by spring, it's supposed to be really, really good in trucking, Lord willing. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, you guys that are treating these drivers really, really, really bad, you're going to have like a mass exodus in one shot almost. You're going to all of a sudden drivers are going to have all these other jobs that are available, which, you know, is going to happen. It's right. It's going to happen because it has to happen because the guy that owns all the businesses is greedy and he wants freight moving. So they are making it happen right now. And as they're making it happen if i were you trucking companies that have an attitude okay with drivers because you think that they don't have many places to go right now i would think twice and i would i would be a little humble and treat these guys with respect because i'm telling you it's going to come back to bite you if you don't no i agree Um, i agree and i'm hearing it i'm hearing and the reason i brought this up is because i'm actually hearing this from drivers that you know, people are just, you know, companies are just right now brutal. And, um, you know, some of these drivers are like, you know what? I could be nice right now. I could be humble. Right. I, I, I can I can play a humble guy, right? But I'm telling you, there's going to come a chant time where you're going to wish that you weren't mean to these guys. Right. It's like the, um, the so-so girl that ends up having like a couple of, of guys like her and she was all snotty and mean because the new guys had liked her and then when you know the other girls come back from camp for the from the summer 
and starts going back to school and all these other girls are around, the guys start hitting on them and they're like the 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 girl that stuck around from the summer just Yeah, she loses all the guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like the the girl that wasn't pretty and she grows up and becomes pretty and mm-hmm. you shouldn't have been rude to her when she was younger because now you're like, wow, she's she's hot now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. And, and she remembers you being a jackass to her. <laughs> yeah, most, most high school reunions, they go through that. Somebody once told me, they said, never piss off, or I shouldn't say it that way, never make, never make, um, the butt mad that you have to kiss tomorrow, that you might have to kiss tomorrow. Never tick off the guy's, the, the way it's worded is more derogative. It says, never piss off the ass today that you might have to kiss tomorrow. So sometimes you're downright mean to people, and then later on in life, guess what? You're going, oh, crap. You know, that's the guy, I w- that's the trucker I treated bad, and now I need him. And he's he's looking at another. He's company. in dispatch or something like that. And no, not not. I'm talking. I was talking. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I didn't understand what you were saying there. No, what I was saying is there's like a lot of people think you have to have this huge college degree to, to be in these companies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's guys that start working out there, and you know they're they're your average Joe. And they worked themselves up, but the guy that went to college comes in there thinking he's gonna get this job and be easy about it until he looks at the guy that has to hire him, and that guy happens to be the one that, you know, he was mean to or something to the effect earlier in life. You know what I mean? You ever hear that one? Yeah, and so really, but the bottom line is point is this you companies that are being brutal with drivers right now. I would think twice about it because you had your fun. You might want to start being nice to these guys because those same guys that you're treating like crap, you're, especially if you only have 100 cu- trucks or 50 trucks, and all of a sudden, like all these giant opportunities happen to these drivers, and you're just the mean guy, mm-hmm. you might lose half of your fleet in one day, and, and, and it's all going to be because of you. Anyways. And drivers do talk. You think so? Yes. All you got to do is go on the ratings. My gosh, mm-hmm. they, they, they have all kind of sites now where drivers go on and rate companies. And I'm telling you, it can get brutal. Anyways, Ruthann, moving on. Let's take a break. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our networks is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team, and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. 
Hey drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out DriveWise today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewyze.com. Drivers, if you're looking for a local, home, everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl. Thank you. All right, we are back. We are back. You know, I got a message for truckers that um, might be fat and lonely. Lonely fat truckers. Like some of us, like the rest of us, you know. Like some of us. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, some of us are a little chunky, you know. I just, I'm just using that as, as a message. I got a, I got a message for the lonely truckers out there, and, and some are skinny too, you know. All, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we have different bodies, but that's not really the point of the message. Yeah. The point of the message is, if you're on social media, especially Toxedials, um. Facebook page, mm-hmm. and you get a message from Candy or Rose, <laughs> or you get a message from some outstanding hot-looking chick that wants to be your friend, maybe even your girlfriend, I promise you that girl is not going to be your girlfriend. No, I've seen the one conversation. I, pr- I promise you guys that the, 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 these pictures of females that are asking for your for you to friend them i promise you you may be lonely and you may think wow she really i mean some some trucker wrote into me and he goes hey you know i really i never really did believe that she like she'd be like wanting to date some fat lonely trucker and that was him he was saying mm-hmm. he said i know that's some chick that's like on the scale of a one to ten. She's a fifteen, you know, or a twenty or whatever. She's even going to be interested. Of course, she's not. They're scammers, and they're they're going on these social media sites, and they're trying to get you to get private with them. They they want you to friend request them so they can start messaging you. And what they're going to do is they're going to message you for a couple things. They're going to do one. They're most likely going to take you to a porn site, okay, and then you got to keep paying to see them take their clothes off, which is, you, you'll lose money doing that. That's just stupid and desperate. I wouldn't do that. And they also, you know, some of them will pretend 
that, you know, I mean, they want to be your girlfriend, but they're in trouble somewhere and they need money. Remember that trucker, Ruth Ann? Mm-hmm. A few years ago, we did a report on the guy who was in Atlanta and he met a girl online and she said she was in some, I don't know, army in like another country, like revolutionary army. It was like Israel or somewhere. Yeah, it was like some Middle Eastern army. This beautiful girl was telling this guy, and he's a trucker in, in, um, uh, Atlanta, and he ended up sending her $30,000 over a month or two. And it gets worse. See, because he was a, a little short, chunky. He was. He was a little short, chunky, lonely trucker. Okay. Just like this guy that wrote in. He said he was a short, fat trucker. Okay. Um, and, 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 you know, this guy had met this girl online, and she literally conned him out of like thirty dollars or $35,000. Now, he kept sending her like 3000 here or 5000 here to help her, you know, escape from this brutal army that she was trying to get away from and, and then, you know, get to the United States and marry him. Okay, so on the day he sent her money to buy a plane ticket, he waited at the Atlanta airport all day. She never showed up. And then a day later, she emails him, and she said... She had been captured, and she needs more money now. And he sent her like another five grand or something like that. And see, what was disgusting about the whole thing, the killer was, and this is why I'm telling you truck drivers, if you're lonely and you're, you're on, the, on one of the Facebook pages, whether it's on any, any Facebook page, not just the trucking one, and somebody's wanting to friend request you, and then they tell you they want to, they're lonely and they want to be your girlfriend. Okay, when you when they ask you for a penny, it's already a scam. It's, it's a scam, Ruthann. And what the worst part with that whole deal was? Do you remember what the worst part was? He never even talked to her on the phone. Mm-hmm. He never even one time um, spoke on the phone. Never video chatted. It was always through either messenger or email. And he was, and he was, it was just her picture was there all the time. So he doesn't even, he doesn't even know if he was really actually messaging a woman. Mm -hmm. That's how desperate this poor guy was, you know, to have a girlfriend in his life that he would literally, he was literally sending money to a picture. I mean, that's why I'm here to tell these guys if you're lonely, don't get caught up. In this media crap, we've been we started a a uh, a barrage of just blocking all them scumbags. Yeah, yeah. The, the site does that. We um, our 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 internet tech people, our social media people, will go in there and they don't want to see even one inkling of um, any type of person taking advantage of another one like that. They'll take. I know. Um, the one group part, there was a chat started and it started, they started soliciting in there and I just shut the whole thing down. I'm not going to, we're not going to deal with truck drivers being taken advantage of at all, period. Exactly. And not only are these fake people, because, mm. you know, they are fake because they're pictures. Why would they be um, on a normal person's website or social media if they our model material. I ain't, I'm not going to sit there and, and trash anybody saying, you know, oh, you're just a, a, a this kind of person. But honestly, 
they're not in our society if they're above our looks like that. You know what I mean? Well, that's what that trucker was saying. He said, so, "He said I'm a short, fat trucker. I know she." He 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 said, uh, "This was a guy that didn't get conned because we had put a sign out saying that we're trying to block the um, scammers." And he's like, yeah, "I'm pretty sure I know that she wasn't going to be my girlfriend." Right. Well, you know what they do. I'm going to tell you another thing that they do, and you can look it up online. You can go and, and Google it. Once they get into being part of your friends list, you always see people getting hacked. Well, what happens is they hack into your computer. They use a program, and they get into your computer. And most people have access to their bank accounts or to their credit cards or some form of another in their computer. And what these people feel is that when they attack like our, like a trucking site, you know, or something as simplistic as, as that, they think that you're stupid enough to where you are not going to have the proper security systems in your computer and that you're just going to do it. Um, you know, be gullible enough to go and invite these people to be your friends and stuff. So that's another reason why we're trying to block these people from taking advantage of you. Yeah, so do yourselves a favor, guys. If you think some gorgeous woman's trying to be your friend when she's just messaging you online, odds are she's a, 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 an old man that's conning you or a young man pretending to be a woman. So do yourself a favor and avoid that stuff like the plague. Yeah, All right? exactly. All right, that's just that's a kind of a, a message. We got for, your back. And, and, and just so you know, I'm a short, chunky trucker myself. So I can make fun of truckers. <laughs> I can make fun of you truckers because I'm a trucker. Anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and move on. Ruthanne, are we moving on? We're moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on up. Okay. Um, I want to talk to drivers today about, you ready? Making a wrong turn. Yes. Making a wrong turn, drivers. Think about that for a second. How many guys have made wrong turns? I've made wrong turns. I've made wrong turns. I have. Um, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story of what I did one time. Um, but you got to know where you're at, drivers, and never trust your GPS. Okay. No, it tells you go down the boardwalk. Well, it, yeah, trust. In fact, there's one on here that's about the boardwalk, yeah? Oh. It's, it's interesting. But, yeah, trust your instinct, you know? Um, if, if the GPS tells you to drive off a cliff and your instinct says, I don't think I should <laughs> trust your instinct. It's a gut thing. Yeah. So I got a couple titles here of, of some news stories. I'm just going to read a couple. Um, number one I pulled up was one called driver, or I'm sorry, trucker drives into river blames GPS. This is a guy that literally turned into the river cause his GPS showed a road and he just drove right into the river. Literally. I'm still trying to figure. I'm, I'm trying to picture how, how that, do you, I still can't. How do you do that? I seen one guy. Um, the guy couldn't speak English. It was on a, a video. I literally seen this video where um, it was a statey, but he was a DOT. He had to drive out into this field where a trucker was stuck in the middle of a field. And the, the trucker had his GPS in his hand. And he's going, GPS, GPS. And literally, the, the cop was looking at him like, you I, you got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. And so, so guys. How stupid can you be? Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe we should put a message out to you trucking schools. You know, you guys should be not be allowed to graduate a guy uh, out of your school that can't read an atlas. I'm serious. That can't read an actual freaking map. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I've seen, Ruthann, is uh, GPS seriously misleads trucker on North Carolina coast 
and he almost drove straight into the ocean. That's the title of a news story. So this guy was following his GPS, and he just went down the road and kept going, and then he was smart enough to stop, you know, halfway in on down the beach where he shouldn't have been to begin with. But here's a guy out on the beach with his tractor trailer. You know, the, the first clue should have been when, there, when the road disappeared and, and it was nothing but a big sand field in front of you, mm-hmm. you should have stopped right there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Y'all have common sense, right? I mean, these people... Well, not, Ruthann, we wouldn't be talking about it if every one of these guys did have common sense. I'm hoping that the Talk CDL audience has common sense. I think ours does. Well, I think, I think they do, too. I think they do. But, Ruthann, I'm telling you, there are people that make these mistakes. Here's another one that says, Trucker blames... GPS for a stuck truck in Moncton. Trucker said his GPS uh, was on car mode instead of truck mode. His 53-foot trailer slammed into a subway bridge span um, on Main Street around 5.30 a.m. Friday, and the top of the trailer became wedged underneath. So... So he followed the GPS, plus did not read signs that says low. Exactly. He, he drove. You're exactly right. He, he followed GPS and then ignored the signs that said don't do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the GPS. Low right? overhanger, you know. Yeah, guys. Low clearance. Yeah. There's, there's many ways they want to word it, but it means your truck won't fit. Yeah. Guys, um, modern technology isn't always what it's supposed to be. No. I, I'll give you all an example. Real quick, before he moves on to the next one, my Garmin and my car is, com- is is not always exactly the same as my Google on my phone when it gives me directions. It will give me. I've had it where I've gotten two completely different directions with with each device, so you cannot go by exactly what Garmin says. I'm 100% with you. Okay, so here's um, Ruth. Already kind of gave away one of them. I remember. I think it was a CRST driver. Um, in Atlantic City, and a it says GPS leads trucker onto Atlantic City boardwalk. Yeah, it was a, a CRST driver. Let me just make sure I'm going to zoom in. Yeah, it was CRST. So there was this was a couple of years ago. This one, and I I remembered I wanted to pull it up. But anyways, this trucker literally here's a picture of it, Ruthann. You can see it. The audience can't, but there it is right there. You know, <laughs> he's literally on the boardwalk in Atlantic City. How would you even get on the boardwalk? Uh, you know, and, and be driving on a wooden road, you think you would <laughs> Yeah. So they had to back this guy all the way out. But anyway. I, All I have to say is, can you imagine, I mean, this guy has to have some kind of skill because when you go on any of these boardwalks, there generally isn't like a road that goes right onto the boardwalk. It's usually like the walkways or like it might be like a side street that you, you'll see some cars parked on that you you know, that walk up to the shops and go to go down the boardwalk. But to be able to pull your 53-foot tractor and trailer up and make that turn onto the board, you have to have some skill. I'm just saying. Yeah, it definitely takes skill. Okay, so here's the reason I brought this up because i seen this article. This happened a little while back. Okay. Um, trucker recounts hopeless prison ordeal after making wrong turn into Mexico. Exactly. See, now, here you go. And this is a GPS moment. It says, um, American trucker who languished for seven months in a Mexican prison 
after accidentally carrying ammunition across the border. Oh, my. Um, it said the experience, he said the experience was the worst thing that anybody could ever go through. Um, the driver recounted his plight. Um, uh, let me see here. It says, a case which bears striking similarities to the U.S. Marine Sergeant Andre Tamorisa. Um, Tamorisa was arrested March 31st after accidentally crossing into Mexico with three registered guns on Wednesday. See, there was a guy a, a few months ago that he's not a trucker. He went into Mexico um, accidentally, and he ended up having registered guns on him, but you can't do that in Mexico, so he's, he's been in jail ever since. Um, but here's what it says. It says um, um, he, was make, he was supposed to be making a delivery near the border when he got confused because of construction on the freeway. And this was his GPS had him going this way. It said he, he said he attempted to turn around. So the GPS got him on a road that was going into Mexico and there was nowhere to turn around. Mm -hmm. It said he was stopped in Mexico by authorities and it said... He, he told them, he even told them he was carrying ammunition for a delivery in Arizona and was attempting to go back across the border. And you know what they said? They said, you got a serious, pro you got a serious problem, mom. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what they said to him. You got a serious problem. And the next thing he knew, he was in handcuffs, in custody, in a little room, and he was there for the next seven months in a Mexican prison. So it said he... He described his time in a Mexican prison as hopeless, saying he had no idea what was going on, what had happened to him. He said it was difficult because he did not speak the language. So there he is in a Mexican prison, and, and he didn't speak Spanish, and nobody really spoke English. So really, bottom line with this, he ended up getting out. They ended up, I don't know if the consulate or how they got him out, but here's a guy that made a wrong turn, mm -hmm. okay? You know, there's many wrong turns you can make, all right, and mess up your day. Well, some of them will mess up a half of a year. And this poor man, literally, and the truck was impounded. And guess what else was impounded? The cargo. They never got that back as far as I can tell. So the Mexicans were like, you know, the Mexican authorities ended up keeping all the ammunition. Okay, maybe it went to the cartel. Mm. That's a joke. But anyways, but, but the bottom line is a wrong turn can mess up not only your day, but everything. Mm -hmm. let, me, let, me, let me tell you. Anyways, long story short, the man's back in the United States. He lives in Texas. And, you know, he, he said it's the worst thing he's ever gone through, all because he listened to his GPS that put him on the wrong road. He turned onto it, wrong turn, boom, and there was nowhere to turn around. And once he got to the thing, the only thing he could do is go through the um, border crossing and then try to turn right around but as soon as he got in there boom and they discovered what he had there was no way they were going to let him out and they didn't care you know he's an american in their country with a tractor trailer load of guns and ammunition they're definitely not as nice as the u.s is well my my point is is drivers don't trust your gps and i'll tell you who else not to trust if you're you're if you don't have a gps and you call a receiver and you're trying to get directions, and Betty Sue answers at the local Cisco or Walmart, and she tries to give you directions, there's a good chance she doesn't understand uh, a 13-foot-6 trailer. 
So you got to really know where you're going and know what, how big your truck is and also know bridge laws and, and weight limits. Many truckers have made a wrong turn, Ruthann, and then uh, and went over like a, a, a walking bridge or a car bridge that can only hold so many tons, and their truck fell through it. Oh, yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and innocently, and what happens is really people get frustrated because they get lost. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm trying to find where I'm at. And then all of a sudden you think by turning right or left here, you can, you can make it happen, and then you're on a street for no trucks or a low bridge or a weak bridge or just whatever, and something happens and it costs you a lot, your job, a big fine, blah, blah, blah. You want to hear my story? Hmm. You remember it. <laughs> I, I was in uh, Connecticut, and... I was driving for Decker at the time out of New Jersey, and I had a load of paint. And the, it was a 53-foot drive-in. Well, when I got to my destination, here it was a high school. And I, you know, walked in and they told me where to go. Well, I'm telling you, this school was not set up for tractor trailers. And so when I went in there... I went into this parking lot where they unloaded me. And instead of going back out the way I came, I was pointed towards this exit. And I thought, oh, okay, I can I could just go that way. And the problem is the little side street at the time that I tried to swing out on, I thought I had enough room to swing out. And I didn't. So what happened was, I had to go into the grass across the, across the street, okay, to get out onto this road. And when I did, my um, left uh, steer tire and my tandems sunk down. Now, I didn't get stuck, but as I, I, I sunk down pretty good, and as I came up onto the road... I looked in my mirror, you know, to make sure I was straight. And it looked like a river behind my truck. Do you remember that? It literally looked like a river streaming, and I knew right away something was pouring out of my truck. So I popped my brakes on, and I jumped out, and when I looked under there, the cross-member um, fuel line, the cross-member line that goes from one tank to the other, the, when I when I guess when I sunk, it caught something, and it just snapped it right out of the tank, and so I literally got under the truck, and I stuck my finger in both holes. I remember somebody telling me, you know, if this I was a young truck, I was very young, and I remember somebody telling me if you know if something ever happens where you have a leak. Jam something in it, obviously. Well, the only thing I had was my fingers. <laughs> so, and it was like January, so it was really cold. I stuck my fingers in that. Well, some guy literally pulls up beside me at the same time, and he goes, hey, I already called the police for you, and the fire trucks are coming. And, I mean, you want to talk about embarrassing, you know. Um, all I see is, burp, burp, you know, and fire trucks coming in and police, and I'm, on, I'm laying under the truck holding the fuel back, and literally... Uh, you can see the flashing lights all over the place. So what a wrong turn got me was a very embarrassing moment. But l long story short, 
the uh, fire marshal said, come on out of there, son. And I said, well, I'm holding this fuel in, brother. I can't. I got, it's all blocked up. And all of a sudden, I felt two sets of hands on both feet. And he said, by order of the fire marshal, I'm ordering you out of there now. And I just went flying. They just pulled me right out. And then the, the fuel just started pouring down. They had to call Chemtrek or whatever, you know, to clean up all the mess and all that good stuff. I didn't get in trouble for it. I did not get in trouble for it. Because they had us, they had us going in. I mean, there was no way in or out. It, uh, what I should have done, to be honest with you, is I should have called dispatch and said, There's, you can't deliver here with a 53-foot trailer. I don't think that anybody has ever gotten in there before. It was in an, in fact, it was in a, um, uh, a, a regular neighborhood. The, the high school was surrounded by a neighborhood. So it was a very, very bad place to deliver. And, you know, I made the wrong turn to get out of there. And I literally caused a huge, huge fuel spill. They might have been, like, thankful for you to like kind of make the day all, like, ooh, we have something finally. Well, he, the, the marshal told me, he said, listen, he said, this happens a couple times a year. Not here, he said, where somebody will bust a line or something. He said, and usually we got to f- go about a mile to find the driver. He said, most of them don't just stop. He said, at least you stopped. So they didn't give me a ticket or anything. They were really nice about it. And and it was in Connecticut, too, which is surprising. (laughs) So anyways, guys, be careful where you turn. I mean that sincerely. Be careful of of making a right or a left turn um, that that you weren't told to do, that you don't know for sure, okay? You're better off. You're really better off learning how to read a map and wherever you're at. At, you know, if you're unsure of what your GPS is telling you, pull that damn map out, okay, and, and know. And a couple of things you should know um, that I was taught, Ruthann, if, if you're going, if you turn on a road, for example, that has double lines on the road, mm-hmm. that means that's not a dead end. There's always a way out. It's not a, it's, but if you turn on to a, a, a road that has one line, okay, it could eventually... Um, it's, it's not a main road that's going to circle around and get you back out. Mm-hmm. I actually just told our daughter that when she was driving the other day. Yeah, it's very true. So, um, guys, be vigilant on where you turn. That's really what I wanted to mention today, only because of that article. You see how dangerous it can get. A lot of guys have made the wrong turn and, and, and got stuck under a bridge or they got a big fine or they ended up in Mexico and in jail. So be careful of where I, you turn. I would be like petrified. I really would. If something like that happened to me, I, I would be really scared. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'd poppy pee myself a little. Yeah. Well, that would be nasty. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Ruthann, uh, just a couple articles I wanted to mention this week. Um, I was reading the other day. A, uh, a, a You know how we've talked about guys that, you know, they come up on traffic and they rear-end somebody because they were, you know, not paying attention or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Even if they can't prove, apparently a truck driver says he's saddled with um, funeral costs and he's going to prison because he killed three guys. And it doesn't look like they could, they could prove what he did, okay? And they had given him originally three five-year sentences. It says a truck driver is expected to spend one year in prison for an accident that killed three young men in Louisiana in December. 
Um, the accident happened December uh, 6th of 22 on Interstate 49 in Nacogdoches, Louisiana. The truck driver was sentenced this week. It says originally he was sentenced to three five-year um, terms. Um, it says uh, these guys were on their winter break from a, a southern university. They got a flat tire. They, were, um, they got out to change the tire, and uh, they were struck by... Um, a trucker, 62-year-old trucker in a 1997 Freightliner. Um, it said he drifted off the shoulder on the northbound I-49 where he hit a Jeep and three men. Uh, police found no sign of intoxication or drugs at the time. It says um, since he pleaded guilty to three counts of ne negligent homicide and was given three uh, consecutive sentences, five years apiece, 15 years total, it says, however, the judge suspended all but one of those sentences, and he is expected to spend only one year in prison. He is also required to pay funeral costs. So it doesn't look like they could prove that he, you know what I mean, uh, uh, was texting and driving or was, was doing whatever. He might have just looked down. He might have been distracted. Obviously, he was distracted if he drifted to the side and clipped a car, mm -hmm. and I guess the car probably slammed into the three guys as they were trying to change it. Well... Um, they couldn't, I guess there's no way of proving, obviously, because it would have said, you know, that they researched his phone and all that other good stuff. Mm -hmm. So my point is to drivers, just because you're not found texting and driving or drunk, okay, just accidentally drifting a little to the side... I almost drifted into a guy walking the other day. I was literally coming down the road, and it was dark out, and he had dark clothes on. And I was like, damn, look, see that guy, how close my car was. I didn't even see him until the last minute. Mm -hmm. But you're still held accountable if you hit these guys, is my point. So all I wanted to say is really be careful, guys, because right now people are, are so sue happy. I mean, that's true. isn't it though? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like everybody's looking to sue for a dollar, and everybody's, it's, it, and here's the other thing. Right now, it's election time coming up. And so when there's an election year, they love to prosecute the crap out of people because they want to show they're tough on crime. Good point. Yeah. So you guys got to be even extra careful on an election year because you don't want to be made an example out of. And that's all I wanted to say, guys. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. We definitely enjoy the last seven years bringing it to you guys. And I think we are planning on being in Louisville this year, Ruth Ann. We are. Okay. We are. I'm getting. I'm getting the uh, messages now, Dave. I've been getting some. Right. So moving on, and uh, hopefully we'll see these guys, some of these guys in Louisville, like we did last year. And we also plan on being at the Florida Truck Show, guys. Um, is in February. Make sure you guys get a chance to get down to South Florida, even for an excuse, fly in for a couple of days. I'm telling you. The South Florida Trucks uh, Truck Show is an amazing truck show. Ruth Ann and I were at it last year. And in the middle of February, we'll get you the dates here. We're going to start advertising that every week. But in the middle of February, it is nice to be in Fort Lauderdale, Ruth Ann. Or I think it's down in that area, Pompano or Fort Yeah, Lauderdale. it was Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah. Last year was kind of cold and breezy, so hopefully this year it will be... But it was still Florida. When oh, you yeah, say cold, cold and breezy for us is 60 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> okay, usually South Florida is 80, but I'm talking February, Ruth, and when it's five below up there, 60 or 70 degrees down here oh, is no, nice. Oh, no, everybody was saying how nice the weather was. It was me. Yeah, so anyways, that's my podcast for the week, Ruth, Ruth Ann. Moving on, do you have 
um, a place for truckers to stop and see in your next state? Um, I, do. What, I do. What state are you in? Um, I'm in Illinois. Illinois. But I... Couldn't find anything? No, I'm no. Kid, I was trying to make sure I, 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 I was trying to stay out of Chicago. And yes. there's just a lot of Chicago. Yeah, truckers don't want to go to Chicago, even to see anything. No, but this right here, what I did find... Yeah? ...was pretty cool, and it supposedly... And where? Well, it's in Chicago, but it's on the outside of Chicago, I was told. Okay. What did you find? Green Mile Jazz Club. Okay. So, anyways, it sounds like it's supposed to be really nice. It's a jazz club that had Frank Sinatra, Charlie Chaplin, and a few other well-known people come in and, and hang out at one point. So it's called the Green Mile Jazz Club. It's in the Chicago area, but I was told it's not directly, like it's not hard to get to. Cool. So there's that one, and then I have... Um, In Volo, Illinois. You know where that's at? No. I can look it up, though. Well, I was told that one is, it's it's on the other side of Chicago, but I don't know how far away, but it was supposedly on the other side. If you're one that is in Chicago delivering, they said it's not hard to get to if you take some kind of train or bus or something to get to it. But it is a auto museum. The Volo Auto Museum, and it's got vehicles in it from different movies. It's got classic autos. It's got some really 1900s cars, and then it's got it's got some other different um, muscle cars and 1950s cars. Like it's just got so many different stuff, and it's got vintage scooters. It's got tractors. It's got campers, snowmobiles, all different kinds of stuff. That's um, Vintage made and also stuff that's been used in movies. And I just thought that was something that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it looks like it's about 60 miles west of Chicago. It's not bad. And to be honest with you, you know, um, most drivers hate Chicago with a passion. Um, but, you know, most drivers end up getting there. So, you know, if you're laid over, at least you got a place you can bobtail over to and check out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it just seemed like it was, and they, the way it's saying it's got, they've got hundreds of different stuff. So it's Volo Auto Museum. Yeah, I just looked it up where um, Volo's at. It's actually in a nice, in a decent area. It looks out, out country, more country. If you are a driver that's really big into Star Wars, they actually have the motorcycle Luke Skywalker, um, the first motorcycle on Luke Skywalker's land speeder. So, okay. like I said, they got all different stuff there. Very good. Thank you, Ruthann. Sure. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I have um, a highway angel I want to recognize. And who is the highway angel? His name is Jacob. Jacob. Jacob Picklesmer. P-I-C-K-L-E-S-I-M-E-R. Okay. Anyways, in, um, in Georgia, well, he's from Georgia, but this happened in Alexandria, Virginia. On July 26th, he was going down... Polk County Road in Tennessee on Highway 64 in Okoe River Gorge around 6.45 in the morning. He noticed a guy sitting on the side of the road with his back towards traffic just sitting there. And he's like, hmm, kind of seems odd. So he pulls over, goes back, and he says, are you okay? Now, 
when I was reading this article, I got really, really flabbergasted. So the guy goes, I was in a car accident. He rolled his car down into this gutter, this, this gorge area, around 3 in the morning. And it was rolled onto the side, so he was able to climb out his passenger side window. But he couldn't find his phone from the car rolling around. So he was never able to find his phone. So he couldn't call anybody. So he said the crash victim had no way to contact anyone for help. So he, and he, so he gave up, hoping that someone would pull over. Four hours later, not one person pulled over to see if anything was okay with this guy. Right, but it doesn't sound like you could see the car. Like people were going by, the car was like, "Am I right about that?" I mean, because I'm guessing. Let's that's be true. honest. If if you could see the car rolled over, people would stop. Because every time I've ever seen a car rolled over or a car fire, everybody's stopping to help. People do have good hearts, but you know, again, you see just some guy standing on the side of the road. You're thinking, is he a you know, is he a is he a hitchhiker? Is he um, is he migrating somewhere? What's, what's this guy doing? Is he homeless? And, and a lot of people don't want to help that, you know, which they should, but they don't. Well, all it says is that he rolled his car in a ditch. So I don't know how deep the ditch is to see that, you mm -hmm. know, or how far into maybe the woods he could have gone with his car. I don't know that. Well, when you were reading it, it said, um, you said that the trucker just seen a guy sitting there. Didn't He didn't see mm -hmm. a car. So even right. a trucker, you know, sitting up mm -hmm. couldn't see it. So I'm... I'm just taking a guess. I'm going to say it sounds like he, um, his car was down, down far enough that nobody could see it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't want to make, make the public sound bad because nobody stopped, you know, and he should have tried to wave traffic down. That's what he, well, I'll tell you what's even more surprising is four hours and no cops went by that area. Well, that's weird. Um, they, they say what happens here. No, not what happens, but, the guy gives a little description here. He said that he had no way to contact anybody, and he helped he to help him and had given up on anyone stopping. He had pain from potential broken ribs, and his dog that was in the car with him had died during the accident. Aw. Um, so that sucks. Yeah, Jacob goes, I can't believe that nobody stopped. It would have only taken a minute to stop and roll down your window and say, hey, do you need to use a phone or something? Mm -hmm. um, he, he said how it would have hurt him to sit there and wait for four hours with his dead dog. Um, so he felt really bad for him. He offered him his phone. The man call, tried calling his wife and then his father, and then they called an ambulance. The trucker and the injured man waited for together for the, for the ambulance to come, for someone to come, uh, Why people still kept going, not stopping. And then... Um, they said that the father of the crash victim thanked him for his help, and you know they they went on to to do what they needed to do. But I can't when, when I'm I guess what maybe really just to get me I don't know Interstate forty or sixty four, so I don't know how that area is Highway sixty four. But um, I'm sure some other drivers would see it and know, but. You know, if you have a way of trying to help, I mean, this evidently is some kind of mountain pass. So if someone does see someone sitting on the highway like that, sometimes it doesn't hurt to stop and say, hey, is everything okay? Especially if it's an area that's known for, you know, deep sides to you. You don't know someone crashed. No, you really don't. And that's... if you can't stop, call. 
Call the cops. Say, hey, there's someone sitting on the side of the road. Yeah. That's good advice for then. Mm. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Do you have the word of the day? I do. By Word Genius. I do. What do you got? What's the word today? Any, is it a good one? I got a really good word. Let's hear it. Guys, you can use this, definitely. We're listening. Crank them, crank them. <laughs> crank them, crank them. Crank them, crank them. Crank them, crank them. Crank them, crank them. Definitely spelled that way. C-R-I-N-K-U-M dash C-R-A-N-K-U-M. It's a crank them, crank them. What, what does it mean? Elaborate decoration or detail. Really? Yes. So don't go into the crank and crank them. Give me the crank and crank them. I can't even pronounce it. Crank them, crank them. Crank them, crank them. Give me the details. Give me the crank them, crank them. Okay. Wow. So. Where's that word come from? Well, it, it's. Russia? It mm, sounds like. No, that. it's English. All right. It's English. It's a um, 18th century. So it's like an elaborate. Think of it this way. You know, like when you walk into certain like hotels or certain people's houses and it's just so over decorated or just really like a or vintage or antique with a lot of stuff that would be crinkum crinkum you know that's one word i actually might remember crinkum crinkum yep Ruthen, do we have anything else to announce at all i know we're going to be in louisville i know we're going to be going to the south florida truck show um, uh, I, 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 oh, and you know what else I want to say? Drivers, uh, next week is uh, the week that you'll start hearing this podcast is the beginning of Driver Appreciation yep. Week. So, you know, Talk CDL salutes you, and we say thank you to all you drivers. We do appreciate you. Well, because we're a driver family, we know what you go through because we've gone through it ourselves. You know, to all you trucker wives out there that are waiting for your husband to get home, you know, we salute every one of your whole family. You know, we're all one big trucker family, Ruth Ann. And, uh, you know, hopefully you trucking companies are going to be, you know, doing something for um, your truck drivers. At least, I know a lot of them will do like little cookouts, Ruth Ann, and have raffles and all Mm -hmm, that good stuff. mm -hmm. So hopefully you guys at least have something planned for your drivers because you definitely wouldn't want them to feel that you didn't appreciate them because it is Driver Appreciation Week across the country. Thank you, drivers. Thank you, drivers. Ruth Ann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.